Yo, sing this shit. Are y'all fucking dumb? Oh, nice. It's all working brilliantly now. Okay, I'm happy. That's fantastic. Okay, what's going on, people? Um, <laughs> this is our <laughs> annual kind of gathering. We have four people this time. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Ryan Williams. He does stuff. I'm John Frank at 2.first.name. Mm. Drop the handle, drop the handle. Williams.pdf. Yeah, what's up, what's up with the, what's up with the, I don't know, the handle like, change? Everyone thought my name was William, but like this hasn't solved that issue. You know right people? <laughs> it's quicker though. It's quicker. People messaged so. me like, oh, you're with William. I was like, who's William? Yeah. All right, all right. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and Ivan, Ivan.chow. Nice. Okay. And me, Mike, obviously. Um, and yeah, I guess today we're gathered here to talk, do hot takes, talk shit. But I think what's interesting about our collective experience is that we're all kind of in the creative industry. We're all kind of, you know, peripherally in fashion, some more than others. But I think, um, yeah, I think there's, as, there's a lot of kind of interesting things to talk about. And it's kind of become a tradition. So thanks for coming here, guys. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for guys. having a drink. It's very nice. Uh, wanted to kick it off with kind of the, the biggest meme, I think, of the year. Um, of the year. Of the year. Of That's the year. recency bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Past, past week. week. Yeah, past three days. Okay, but it's a pretty fucking big meme. It's Especially, good. It's good. and okay, obviously it's Virgil saying that streetwear is dead. I don't know. It seems like a hot take to me. Is it really dead? Is it changing? Like, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I don't. I don't think streetwear is is by any means dead. I don't think it can die because I think it's more of an attitude. I don't think Whoa. it's like that's, a, that's the academic okay. that's the that's the I, academic. I, I don't think I don't think it's like a like a trend or or it's it's an attitude. It's a way you do something. I don't think it's like like a piece of clothing. Or right. So you clothing. so you think it's more of an approach? Yeah. To how people do design. Yeah. And it's never really died. Like it, it's always in some shape, way, or form part of. But like the clothing culture. aspect, like people can now dress more comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you can wear more casual at the office and like that's not gonna change, right. you know? So maybe the treatment of those things, like all over print, the logo hoodie or whatever, mm. but like people are still gonna wear sweatshirts, wear jeans, wear sweatpants, what have you. you right. Know? And then like, I think when you look at like a brand, like when we were talking about a, like ALD, mm. like to me that's still like really streetwear, but it's definitely influenced by more traditional kind of things like if you think about like those loafers that they did those two-tone loafers sick, with like yeah. the the sweats like a lot of dudes in in new york were dressing like that like is that still streetwear does that kind of straddle the line like wh where do you think that sort of exists in the sphere yeah i think yeah that's like a styling thing you know and mm. it's still that you wear sweatpants and like more relaxed streetwear garments but like the way that's presented is a bit more like elevated and a bit more polished you right know? um so i think like that's where it's gonna go you know and like from like a merchandising perspective like these brands like have to make a lot of shit you know like they yeah have like sales targets and stuff and to make t-shirts and hoodies to build out your line like that it's like way easier to make those than have and nobody wants like, you know, 15 different versions of a jacket, but like you could easily make 15 hoodies in a line like ALD or like a luxury house, you know, like it's way easier to build out an assortment using those like easier pieces to yeah. make. 
um, rather than more like constructed kind of directional pieces. And so, yeah, sorry. I think it's also the terms that are being used now. Like the definitions has, has definitely shifted from like, you know, the whole attitude, basically it being kind of like a mindset versus an actual commodity. But like, you know, in the past few years, we've seen those like styles become commoditized and commercialized. So now right. it's actually a category instead of just like, you know, you and I would be referring to as like basics, like a graphic tee, like yeah, yeah. no one's being like, oh yeah, this is like streetwear. So I think that like is given that Or an term. example is like the home police pants, you know, right. like when GF like was like, I'm starting to get into those. I was like, I would never, he was showing me like all the guys that were wearing like Fear of God right. are now wearing that, you know, which I found like pretty surprising. But yeah, yeah. there's like a group of guys on Instagram who were like- Air Force ones. Yeah, yeah. literally. And like, and, and, and be all lows and like, like it's like a whole, they transition like that. So I get, okay, so I'm going to transition off that. Like how important, I, I don't think ALD is a good example because I actually do think they're pretty authentic, but like, and it's like, it's so cliche, but like- but Hold on, are you saying like streetwear is is lacking authenticity these days? No, I'm saying how important is it? Like, is it important? Is it, or is it better? Like, so say something like, like I hate to use this example, but like Off-White, to me, those designs. I think that's dead, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. But like, why is something, so like, okay, let's say Stussy, for example. It seems like Stussy's having a bit of a moment, whether you like it or not. Like, to Stussy's me, done. he, like, is, it seems like him and like something like Supreme still are able to kind of permeate because they're like one of the longest lasting street brands and to me they're uh they are authentic like why are they able to persist and why is something like off-white just kind of you know those those prints and the pyrex-esque uh prints like why is that dying off um shit i don't know like is it is it overexposure supreme's it, always been known though to have like very good product you know, and like they make like great jeans, they make great pants, you know, yeah. like people might know it for the t-shirts and stuff, right. but they're able, and like even the collaborations that they do, like it originally started of like, who's the best in this space, you know, like a shot leather jacket or right. like a North Face, you right. know? So it boils down to like quality product, I think. Like, That's and cool. then you surround that with streetwear, like messaging and elements, but at the end of the day, like the product is great and diverse and speaks to like a wider audience than just like, teenagers so so by by that regard so i think because like everyone's trying to do like graphic t-shirts or graphic hoodies and stuff so because so i think that might be a good transition transition if you think about uh emmy leon doré it's like they have the peripheral stuff yeah they have like graphic t-shirts but they're also doing cut and so they're also kind of doing i think a good example is like stone island okay like considered like streetwear everyone like has the badge and the hoodies but like they're like amazing but didn't start street but it didn't start streetwear i think it's like it's not streetwear i think that's what i'm saying that's where it's gonna go like brands like that that like are able to speak to different audiences, they're going to be successful. Or people that rely on only graphic hoodies or graphic tees. Are yeah, are, I think are there's also like history and branding and yeah, heritage. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. heritage is best, like, I mean, sure. we say heritage was dead, but it's like no, it's heritage. Like, like the look was dead, but like heritage in terms of like the story yeah. and the history is like really. It's important. most important, and I think yeah. that's why a brand like ALD does very well is because they have like a story, like a, a following, a way they like communicate totally. their message of their they're brand. They're kind of doing something similar to Supreme. They're like I feel working like, with like, like six months away stuff. from like a barber yeah. collab, like barber jackets are coming back. Oh, but, fuck, oh, I hope not. Also too, though, but I'm yeah, not ready I, for that. I think it's just interesting too. It's like, when you think about like the classic Nike versus Adidas, it's like Adidas people really fuck with because of the collabos, but it, it's like, there's just like a certain kind of, when you're wearing Adidas, you know what I mean? It's yeah. because I feel like Nike has built the mythology 
like they have the 30 years they have, they have a stronger the stronger brand they have sure. like such like strong brand equity and like going back to what i was saying about the heritage it's like yeah there's just so much history behind it so i think that kind of adds to it i think but it's tough because adidas does have like a brand equity and like a brand history Way different in europe actually. like all that like people stuff. like really yeah, yeah people really rock with it in europe like right sure. now zx eight thousands. like once we stock them boom out and every really? every person who buys is not here it's like germany germany i think germany. it's more tight i think they have like a stronger foothold than like actually like but it's from like soccer it's from like, are they from Germany? Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay. It's still a if big go, market if, though. It's also Adidas. Adidas, yeah. During during market, if you go to like Nike Lab versus uh, like the Adidas store, Adidas store is like fucking cleared out. And then like Nike Lab, no offense, but like there's still like product there. Like they can go in and get like whatever collab that dropped like earlier in the week or the week before. It's just yeah. like it doesn't move as quickly. Hmm, interesting. That's so fascinating. Okay, cool. So I'm just gonna grab a drink here. Does anyone want a beer? Grab me another uh, sparkling water if you're there. Sparkling water? <laughs> Does anyone need a re-up? No, I'm good, thanks. I can just edit this part out, so don't worry about um, I need to let one rip. being so okay. consistent. <laughs> oh, okay, Sorry nice. Break. I probably Such a Euro though. TV. That's a dope TV. Yeah. See? Oh, still the Samsung. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the frame, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Okay, dope. So that's awesome. I think we, we touched a lot of it. Um, okay, so one other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about since we're all kind of um, in creative spaces or dealing with creative people, uh, I always find it interesting when people sort of have insight. Uh, you know, whether you've been in a leadership position formally or informally, um, and obviously everyone here is very opinionated and everyone has good taste in my opinion. Um, how do you settle creative differences among a team or among individuals? And is there ever a point where you're just like, nah, you're fucking wrong. Like I'm drawing a line in the sand and, and, and we're doing it my way. Is there, is there ever time for that? Um, especially if you're not in a formal leadership position, but if not, how do you go about kind of settling those differences? Um, and Jeff, maybe I'll kick off with you because- That's a fucking loaded question. I know, it's tough, it's tough. <laughs> it, it's super tough because you, you can get in situations where there's people above you who may see things a certain way right. and are very stubborn and it's hard to shift their opinions. Yeah. And I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah. But also too, I think... But with GF's job, like for you, or like, you know, buying or something like that, like it's like so like subjective to a sense, like you do have numbers and you have analytics, but I feel like your job is mostly into analytics. So if you're yeah, but, dispute, but the thing yeah. about my job is, if Mike's a designer, and I have numbers to say, hey, actually, yeah. this design's yeah. not working, yeah, or this UX isn't working, like, yeah. and then they have an instinct that it does work. It's very hard to change someone's mind. A lot of creatives look at numbers and are like, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know honestly, I mean? yeah, honestly. And, and, and I really can't blame them because yeah. sometimes it's very like it's it's too. Well, that data shows you what people wanted at one point you know it doesn't yeah. show you what they want in the future it doesn't push that's a great point that's kind of like the i mean it's such a cliche thing but like what did ford say like if if, if i was designing what people wanted i would have designed a better horse and cart or, or yeah. whatever you know what i mean like instead of moving forward with a car but i think also too for me it comes to a point where you need to evaluate sometimes whether it's worth it like do you ever yeah, feel exactly. like it's like yeah. Am I just going to be an asshole, even though inherently I know I'm right? Like, do I just kind of let them have I it? I used to be like a little bit more of like a hothead, and then I'm just like, like who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it worth, like, especially like in fashion, you know what I mean? It's like, is it worth like losing your cool, like in an office setting and over 
what like I know just like someone, being someone so interesting, interesting day, what's you know? so interesting just, like, to me pushing, but then yeah it's, it's like the higher ups that we work with yeah like across the board say names are like no, no are like no. they don't compromise their vision they're always like nope this is how it's going to be yeah and, so and would I, you prefer a leader that's like that or one that's more flaky so that's kind of yeah that's that's kind of going into the next question definitely prefer someone who's like more like on the ball like if they if that's what they want at the end of the day they're signing your checks they're the ones who yeah, pay, exactly. are paying you right. so it's like if they're saying do this and let's say it flops it's on them that's on you like you execute to their vision right yeah, yeah. I guess that's it at the end of the day. Some like lead, depends on the leader in their pockets, right? Because it's who pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. it's a great point. But that's also, that's also the crux of collaboration. All parties involved need to be able to make a compromise to find an yeah. actual collaborative solution For in sure. the end, right. right? If everyone at the table is like so hard on their one position, it's yeah. not going to happen. You need to find something between them. You have the opportunity to like make the argument. You yeah. know what I mean? If yeah, you 100%. Should, like, talk it through and like, whether it goes your way or not, but you know, to be, exactly. I don't know, shut down or something like that and like not even have the chance to give your perspective, I can understand that'd be frustrating. I think it's good when you have a leader who's done the job too, like yeah. who's yeah. been there. Because like, for example, using Nomad as an example, like we both started in the back end, right? I was doing photography, you were managing the whole thing. And you know, like if at the end of the day, it's like, you're not gonna be picking up the camera to do it. So like essentially you're paying someone to do the job. So yeah. you kind of have to trust the people that you've employed in your yeah. team. Yeah, because it also reflects on you, right? Like if you've hired them. I think the one thing too, though, that's interesting, I have, and this kind of bleeds into the next question. The question is more about what kind of, uh, what kind of leadership style do you, do you respond well to? Um, for me, like if I know they have chops and I know they've been there before and they can, they, like, I trust their taste, I'm much more willing to be like, oh, okay, he, he sees something or she, they, they see something that I don't. Um, but sometimes when it's like, say a writer is trying to make, and you know, you want to think that, you know, everyone has equal input, but I don't know my inherent biases. If like, it's a writer and they're trying to make comments, even if they're my leader, and they're trying to make comments on like, say an art direction, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't believe it. Like, what do, you, what do you think of that? Or do you think all kind of perspectives should be? I don't think they should be like weighted equally, but like any like creative job is like a team sport, you know? Totally. It's like I a agree. lot of elements, like from a UX designer to an art director to a copywriter, like, and everybody should like, but it's also like, you know, you kind of need to be like objective and be like, what's the mission here? You know, right. like yeah. is the mission like for GF to like drive click through rates for like some client that's like kind of middle of the road, mm -hmm. or is it to be a little bit more like directional and push the envelope and like the opinions and who leads that project should right. vary depending on like what the mission is. You know? a really I, good point. I, I totally agree. And so like for you two guys, John Frank and Ivan, like I know you guys lead teams every day. Yeah, Ivan's a big boss. Yeah, he's know? a big like, boss now. Like, what have you? <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what, if, what have you found out that um, like helps? Like, how do you get the team? You know, when it's just like a fucking slog, it's a grind. You guys are, you guys are have to put out a lot of content. It's been long days on the floor. Like, how do you get people to rally? I mean, on my end, it's, you know, making sure that everyone understands the vision, like where we're headed, like, you know, like bringing back Nomad was no easy task and just like building it back to, to where we, it was or just trying to get back on that trajectory. Everyone needs to know what the end goal is. We're not going to see that in a year, maybe two years, but right. down the line, it's like yeah. people have to understand that this is what they signed up yeah. for. 
Um, and you know, like there are times where it's like tough and you know, there's things like, you know, you don't believe in or you don't really want to support anymore, but you just kind of have to go through the motions and make sure that everything you do is to a certain level. Right. Having standards is really important. So, so what you're saying is, is it, is it about transparency or is it more definitely, about definitely transparency? Because right. like if you basically, if you don't communicate with your team, they don't know what's going on. They feel like they're just kind of going through things blindly. Yeah. Right? Or they even mean, like when I was at Nomad, like we can all agree, like there was some resistance to like the buying position, you know? Like, yeah, sure. From people that have been there for years being like, mm -hmm. I know these customers better than you. I've been on the sales yeah. floor. Like, why are you the buyer? But like, I would be like, well then help me do the buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm Put it back sorry, in I didn't make the decision to be yeah. a buyer, but I will like let you in on this process. Right, 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 right. Get your insight and make you feel that your input is valued. That, that, you know? That's like, interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a democratic thing. Like I think, yeah, I think good leadership also listens. Like how many times has it had, like, have you been in a scenario where someone's like, oh yeah, okay, anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, it, it's so. You're like, I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, exactly. It's so demoralizing. <laughs> what about you, GF? Like when you're, like, I don't know how many people you lead per se, but what helps you lead when, when you need to lead? Mm, I know I'm still figuring it out. I gotta be honest with you. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not having, yeah, like you, you have to have processes in place. You have to have right. also like direct lines of responsibility need to be in place. Right. If you don't have that stuff in place, it's very hard to establish like, Accountability. It's very hard totally. to establish that like, Google who Doc. leads yeah. what. Yeah, 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 yeah. That email. You honestly do it as per my last email. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that in that in itself is a job. Yeah, you know, which you. is the the unfortunate part, right? Yeah. But without those things, you can have all the talent you want in a room, but it can still fall apart. I hear you. And then I think one interesting thing about that too is. Um, it's kind of, I, I like kind of going into what we were talking about once upon a time about imposter syndrome. Like, was there ever a point where you're kind of just like, because for me, I think, you know, everyone always feels like they're kind of faking it till you break it. But at one point I kind of realized like, oh shit, you know, I can do, I can execute on this better than, than X, Y, and Z. And like, I am here for a reason. Was there ever a moment in your career where you were like, yeah, you know what? I, you know, I, I have seen a lot of things like I am further than I was two years ago? Or is it oh, still yeah. every day, just kind of like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm figuring it's, it out. To be honest with you, it's both. Right. Yeah, because it's a little like, bit of an everyday struggle. Yeah, but it's like, you're always- You need both. Yeah, you mm. need both for you know? sure. You, and you, I don't think you should ever think that you don't have the latter, like in your life, that you don't think you're learning something and that you know everything. Because right. you need to be, you need to have that mindset in, I think in order to actually get better. Yeah, if you yeah. think you know everything, you're going to get stagnant. You're, you're going to become like a quote unquote gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think you need to be in a mindset where it's like anything can change, anything can be different, and we can always, you know, learn. But if you new. like take imposter syndrome, you know what I mean, and like you recognize that like there's some element that you that has it, then like utilize that right. and be like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to make yeah. an effort to right. combat this and like exactly. have faith in yourself and the ability to do it, but also like stay humble a bit and be like. I am, whether, you know, it's whatever job, like fortunate to be in here, maybe I don't know everything, but that's gonna keep you humble, you know, and keep you growing rather than be like, oh, I made it, like, it's time to like shut down, like, you know, learning new skills or other people's perspectives, you know? Right, like, right, 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 yeah. That I makes think the moment sense. you start to feel like you're becoming a gatekeeper, start passing the torch on. Because I at agree. the end of the day, it's like, if but you're at that level where you know everything, I need to start, like, basically capitalizing on that, just collecting a check from knowing everything, yeah. essentially, like bring but up how, the next. How are you generation. able to get that to get to that point though? Because I feel like 
so many people have something that they're holding on to so oh tightly. God, yeah. It's like how, because <laughs> I think if you got to that point, it would be very hard to check your own ego and be like, it's time to pass on the torch. Maybe, maybe for everyone here, it might be easy, but I know a lot of people, you know, to have something and then to, to be able to kind of not admit defeat, but to move on. It's like, I think it's a very difficult thing. I think one of the biggest things is like, you know, always circling back to the whole retail scene, but it's like, you know, you have your set clients, you've established like a good base level, but eventually that's gonna change. Like, where's the market now? It's fucking like international students, like yeah. it's out yeah. in Asia. Yeah. So it's like, if you were only like catering to the Toronto market, like yeah. what do you do now? I feel the like market will like market. do it for you. You know, like a good example is like, interesting. Sure, you mad start like a TikTok. You know, like yeah. I would have <laughs> Already no <on>. idea where <laughs> to start. Yeah. With that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, but. so like that is an instance where like the market changes and like confronts you being like, you don't know everything. Yeah. Because if you did, you would know how to launch this platform. Yo, I feel like you're not. I think that's a great example. Like, TikTok is something that kind of like it w it's been around, but it had a huge resurgence yeah. in this last kind of quarter or it last two quarters. It has been around quarters. for a long time. It has, yeah. But yeah, that's that's something that I think like most quote unquote like social media managers or whoever at agencies or at brands would have no idea how to do because some of the content is so fucking niche and it's so weird yeah. that you really have to live it. So I don't know. I think I think that's a great point. Um, There's a time and place for all content. I think I think the worst. I think this even goes back to the streetwear thing. Like just because something is in, it doesn't mean your company needs to adjust to fit right, that right. mold because you can easily become inauthentic just trying to fit. What like, was what's new. what was that one yeah. social media app that everybody was gonna do at one point? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know like, exactly what you're talking about, and I can't, can't even remember, remember the name. name. It was so supposed weird. to be the IG yeah. killer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't remember the name now. Yeah, well, there was a big controversy. Like it was like selling all your fucking data and shit. But anyway, bro, who is yeah, that? I know. That's what I know. IG's doing too. So I know it's Facebook, so it doesn't matter. And okay, so I think that's a good transition point. My next question is, what role does IG play in your life? And I think. Wow. Um, for me, you know, like in, in terms of when we talk about privacy and shit, like my aunt will be like, oh, you know, you better get off Facebook. It's it's like to me, that's so <laughs> it's like, you, you, no, you know what I mean? Like you'll hear some, like a parent so be like, yo, you know, Facebook's Mike's stealing like, you all your fucking data. Like and subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But Facebook. to me, though, to me, like Facebook and Instagram, it's like I'm not even considering that. Like to me, it's a given that they're taking your data. No, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I'm not putting out anything. Bro, anything you do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, anything like like Google's doing the same no Google's even worse yeah and, and, like, and everyone's like typing everything in their mother into Google and it's like you don't think there's all sorts of shit being taken there yeah so I'll, I'll kick this off for me and, and I've, I've spoken about this before um, on like a previous episode of the podcast talking about like gaming your explore page and like you can kind of like reverse engineer that shit right like yeah. gaming your explore page yeah so like like to get on it not to get on it, but like just in terms of the shit you're seeing, right? Because it's so easy to echo chamber. Like if all you're doing oh, is, is liking thirst traps, all you're going to be fed on your explore page is thirst traps, right? Like sick. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. But you even think they adjust that based on time. I think they do. Cause I swear like when Diane goes to sleep, it's nothing but like thirst traps. <laughs> and I think I'm like, okay. <laughs> But I, 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 I think that's so funny. That's weird. I've mean, never liked my thirst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? The, the thing is, though, um, like, I think it even, you know, even looking 
say it's it's it can infer how long you even look at a post, right? Even if you don't like it. So I think if you're really conscious about how you engage shit on social media, um, you can you can kind of game or like retroactively affect your explore page that way. That's kind of a side note. What I'm trying to get at is for me, um, like it's totally changed like the nature. And I remember when. Um, you know, kind of when that timeline stuff was being all jumbled up and oh, it's like not chronological. chronological yeah. It's like, <laughs> to me, like, I didn't really care because I wasn't keeping up with people. Like, I follow so many people anyways that I, I feel like I, I don't want to follow, but I can't really unfollow them because politics. politics and Toronto's corny. <laughs> Social <laughs> obligations. Social yeah. obligations. But, um, like, yeah, like, how do you, like, for me, I think I've gotten so much, like, I think I've only gotten freelance work off of uh, Instagram and I use it as, design inspiration and I, I find a lot of uh, really great designers and people doing interesting things on Instagram. So to me, mm. it's been like an irreplaceable tool and I, I know some people still use it very much on a personal level and I think maybe we all kind of walk the line, but is it a tool for you or is it more still kind of uh, like a personal journal? I think it's a tool. I mean, like for me, just like, I mean, what we do is like lifestyle, like fashion, furniture, whatever, art. It's like the more I engage with that stuff, the more stuff pops up and the more I find. So I find that's useful for me in terms of like brands or even just like in my own personal life, like all this fucking like Vitra, like Herman Miller shit. It's always there for me. And that's, I enjoy that. I honestly don't mind them mining my data to sell me more shit because I right. fucking love buying stuff. But that's what I mean though. Like, give this guy a tranquilizer. But that's what I mean though. Like, I think if you're conscious of it, it's like, yeah, you, you I can like, use turn it. turn up the sponsored post. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you can use it to be like, oh, I never would have found this type of furniture like of without course. this algorithm. But it's you know interesting because I mean? like someone like, some people are so pissed about work that. in a creative industry doesn't view it that way. So like if you don't follow someone back or something and they're like, why not? Because you're like, this is Agreed. not what I use this for. I yeah, I like I don't agree. use this to see but you like, know what? I also you and your fiance at that Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. Actually, the, also, at the Christmas market. Yeah, exactly. Like, I also don't like, I also don't care about those, about that situation enough to be like, oh, I'm not going to follow you because of that. I think the timeline will, will um, sort itself out. Will sort itself out in the end. Do you care about ratio? Like, does that shit matter to you? Like no. followers to followees? No. Come on. Yeah. I no. will. I will not do anymore. the odd. I will do the odd audit, and to be like, eh, these people can go. But like, yeah. I don't. I'm not like, oh man, this is a point. You know, three, four here. This is not yeah. working for me. Like, I go through a neck clear at the, the follows every now and then. But like, you know, you have like homies like, yo, this side projects my future and then you're like, well, you've never did anything with that, you know? So let me just go ahead and clear that out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, <laughs> but or so, like people you're like, I met you once, you know what I mean? Like, and it's months later and you're like, fuck this, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally, like, totally. But the thing is like, people really catch feelings over that shit. Like if you don't follow them back, people like do that's their problem. Shit. My, my, uh, the amazing thing to me about Instagram lately is like the amount of people that I converse with so often compared to the people who are my friends who I converse with way left, way less. Okay, elaborate. Like I have a lot of people, like people on Instagram who are like consistently life, yeah. messaging me yes. that I've met maybe once. Yeah. And I would honestly say I have a more of a rapport with them than I do some of my actual friends. Okay, that's a great that's that's great because it's so funny. Okay, so have you this is kinda weird, maybe not for you two guys, but have you ever linked up with anyone just purely on like an IG relationship? Like not even not even yeah. like not even like yeah. a hookup, like just 
some dude has always been messaging you from New York or whatever, and you guys fuck with each no, other. No, for sure. That's like the benefit of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, um, and that's why I think it's a great network. But with that shit, you know, like they'll like, like they like go to like, do you usually have mutuals? You know what I mean? Like in that's my case, very that's very know, true. Like, that's very true. Honestly, like, those people I just mentioned, I have zero mutuals. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And sure. really, because for me, the thing and is, you've met up with these people in real life. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. Um, the thing is for me, um, and I think that's a great point. I've hesitantly met up with people that I, the mutuals I don't really fuck with. And you know, we might be cool online. And then when we meet up, they're totally awkward or they're totally whack. I feel like some weird kids ask you to meet up. Oh, hell like, yeah. And I've just like audience. totally cut They're like, yo, Mike Sunday, please, man. I know, like, yo, I'm coming to Toronto, Dear man. Dear Sam, I wrote you, but you still. <laughs> I know, it's like, yo, I'm not your fucking tour guide, but. Yeah. At the oh same, yeah, you said that the other day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same, no, dude, people are like asking me for lists. I should just fucking put out a guide and just fucking sell it. To First know, of all, if you don't have a list for cities like in the fucking template in the email, so when someone asks you, you're just like, boom, That's forward I it, you I know? I can't tell you how many times I've sent my LA list to yeah, Come on, I got, yeah, one, so I got one for Montreal, it. I got one for Paris, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you can like, send an Excel sheet. Though. It's okay. like places, stores, Tokyo. Right there. I have one for Tokyo as well. Really? And every, like, if it's a good edition, but yeah, you build it up. Like, cause if you do supply a good up in to Tokyo. People, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, could, it could be. It it's could a be good, good benefit. You know? I really wish we could have. You've uh, 100% asked someone for a list, you know? Oh, like, no, 100%. 100%. It's, it's a great thing. Okay, so. Mark's like, don't get me wrong. I asked for them. I just don't Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Come on, I gotta keep that shit to myself. So, it, that's really interesting, too, because I've, like, you, okay, let's take Eric, for example. Eric Hugh. Yeah, Eric Hugh. Yeah. You obviously worked with him um, previously. Uh, a lot of our friends have worked with him. And. It's so funny. I knew him about like through memes before I knew about his practice. And yeah. let's not, let's not get too caught up in the practice. That's not what it's about. But it's more so. Okay, I see X, Y, and Z. I see who's fucking with you. Who's who's yeah. a mutual. So automatically, that already puts me in the mind space that I want to like you. And yeah. you know what I mean? And I feel like those are the types of relationships. It's important. Yeah. Affiliation is totally important. It's important yeah. with brands, it's important with people. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and that's kind of what it comes back to when it comes to the follow back, right? It's like, I'm not just going to follow back some random dude because in a way, like I hate to say it, and it sounds totally narcissistic, but it's like, that's a cosign. You know what I mean? Like that's a cosign in a very bizarre way. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, Visual I, LinkedIn. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it like, is. oh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm tr like some dude's DMing me and then I see Ivan follows him back, like automatically I'm gonna be like, okay, dope. And then what happens give if I look at him? Yeah, give him a Ivan's chance. Ivan's just liking this guy's thirst traps, you know? And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, those things are hot. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I think that kind of will transition nicely into the next question. What's the best and worst part of your job? And I think that's pretty tough. For me, I think at the best, for me, it's creative control. Clients are super receptive to new ideas. You know, you're helping guide people. And I think for me lately in my career, like being a leader has been like one of the more rewarding uh, points. But at, you know, at the kind of the, the worst parts, it's, it's a grind. It's totally, you know, it's, it's soulless. It's, it's mindless. Uh, you're not getting anything through, um, and morale can be really low. So I think um, I don't know. I'd like I'd like to hear from you guys about what you what you guys, especially because we're all in kind of different scenarios. And don't you don't need to say specifics, but just more so about the feeling. 
I would say probably a relationship, because, uh, I mean, like, because I'm from Mississauga, like, I can't, like, I rolled in with, like, a fucking faux fur Kiko jacket. It's like, I can't do that in Mississauga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> so, like, you know, actually being able to be around like-minded people and actually, like, you know, talking and, like, you know, bouncing off of each other, it's, like, widely accepted. And, yeah. I think, I think that's something I miss, too. Like, Jeff that's, and I are more of a corporate of culture. Yeah. yeah, it's like... No one gets what we're about. So for you, it's it's about being surrounded by people that are into the same things. Um, what about like the social aspect? Do you find like, you know, say on a really busy day, do you find it draining to have oh, people yeah, totally, talk to you, right. or or do you find it invigorating and inspiring? I mean, it depends on the situation, who you're emailing and about what. Because I mean, like you can be going from like emailing vendors about I don't know my self is fucking garbage to like having to now engage with Name like names. a with like a high roller, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. The dudes will come through and be like, oh, it's Ivan here. And it's like, oh, yeah, and they're about to drop like several racks. Right. One go. So I have to like switch gears. I think that's draining. The yeah. switching of gears, not necessarily the actual interaction itself, because that right. all comes with the uh, job. But it's and I was, and we you were actually. Many hats. You wear so many hats that it, like, you have to be able to switch gears so quickly. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about this last night when we were at dinner, like, in a strange way, like, you wouldn't pair you guys together, but in a, in a weird way, it, it, it really yeah, worked. Ivan. Yeah, because, like, you know, Ivan was. Really focus on back of the house. You were also you know the other side, like the the, the social interaction, the schmoozing, the yeah. The, so okay, so what would be the the worst part, or is that kind of the worst and the best part? Mm, I part? would kind of yeah, I would kind of agree with you. Like it's not a super negative part, but um, I really like my job. Let me preface it with that. But like it is like your personal and your professional life is like super mixed. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and like sure, it's always sure. kind of like. Yeah. You're never really off. You yeah. Know what I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. And like, um, it's not super negative. You yeah. know. Do you find that exhausting? A little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, for drinks, I was like, can I do a stylist pull tomorrow? Yeah. Like, like oh. you, you always hear like people in New York, like they say it's exhausting because like they finish work and then they have like to go for drinks with someone that's tied to work. You right. know, and like. And for other people, that's like, oh fuck you. Yeah, that like for like instance, like job. living in Milan, you know, people are like, oh, do you have friends there? You know, and I'm like, well, like the friends in Berlin are different but like yeah. it's more of like a networking thing in Milan like right. not to say I don't like these people at all I really enjoy these people but it's more of like a casual your, acquaintance your friends relationship based on on work yeah. as opposed to like yeah. and part. like you see it a lot like with your job like if you have something to offer people yeah you know yeah. what I mean That's, I find then, the tricky like, part is like yeah, you don't you don't like know if people are actually like hey like I'm yeah. down right. everything's like, very transactional it's kind of like sense. am I are, am I just like Especially if you're a fucking buyer. Like. Yeah, the, everyone everyone just wants you to spend more money. They're yeah. like, yeah, and meanwhile, you're trying to get like net 90. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Like, what, is, know, what does net 90 mean? Like you get paid 90 days yeah. after. Oh, right, right, right. Which right, is like right, the right. most like fuck you terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the, I've done uh, buying and I've done like sales for a brand. Mm -hmm. And to see the power dynamics right. of that side, like. Is, so yeah, like is, is, is those people that you guys are meeting out in Milan or Paris or New York or whatever, like, are they actually your friends? And for me, it might be one of those things. And I think this kind of comes back to one of the previous questions. I've had relationships where it started as a working relationship and I know that person can deliver. So it actually evolves into a friendship. I've, and you love to see it. Yeah. Like, I love, love when that happens. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like when you actually like develop a strong friendship with somebody, which like I've had like with like Saya or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, like yeah. Saya owns a showroom. Okay. And we did love it, but like we become very good friends, right. you know? Um, and then the worst is when, when you have a friend that you think you can work with, 
and then it turns out they're terrible at what they do, and that's also the worst fucking situation. Yeah. And you hate to see that shit. And then you, you know just know? hit them with the unfollow on IG. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but like, ha ha have you ever had that that scenario where you're you're you you know you have a close friend and they want to do something with you, and then it's just absolutely excruciating to work with them? I feel like I'm that friend, you know? Like, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? People are like, God damn, I love Ryan. But yeah, like, like fuck, I'll never, yeah, shows yeah. up at 11.30, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, leaves at five. And so, okay, are you able to separate, like, for the people who've worked with friends? To go back you, to your question before, are yeah. these people your friends? The answer is like, kind of no, you know? Mm -hmm. But okay. you need to like read Because once you leave the job, would they, still, would, they, would they still hit you up? If you hopefully should, should go on to a better job, you know what I mean? Um, no, but I'm saying if you leave the job, you may lose, those friends may It disappear. happens, yeah. you know what I mean? You yeah. need, they're, they're you your network. About that? Yeah. They're your network, yeah. you know? And there's people that you're extremely friendly with, and there's people that you maintain relationships with based on, you know, um, what you like can offer each other in the industry, and that you guys yeah. are connected, you know? Right. Um, but like, yeah, you know, like I've talked about this with a lot of people, like you cannot be like, oh, we're the best of friends, you know what I mean? Like go back to like why you guys yeah. know each other and like what the real, what you need to do because at the end of the day business needs to be done. Yeah, you know, like I'm actually, I'm actually very rigid with that. I, I kind of make a point not to get too friendly with people on my team. Really? Because I just feel like you can end up in a situation where someone will take advantage of the friendship. Right. And then the work can suffer. And for me... Do you feel like, like it compromises the leadership aspect? It can, for sure. Can that's you be like friends? such a crutch. Like can you be friends with someone friend under card, you? Like, that's weak I, I, And see, I, I don't even leave that opportunity most of the time. Really? There's very few people who I, like, allow that to happen. And if, if those people are friends, it's... It's usually people above me. I try to reduce the one yeah. below me, which is tough though, because I believe in that leadership style lonely. when it's above me. Yeah. But yeah, it can make you feel a little lonely. But I, I, I agree too. And like I've been in scenarios where someone above me is trying to be everyone's friend and it doesn't work. I agree. Because you're trying to, you're, you're defending bad work. You're like, ah, you know, so-and-so. That's a homie, you know? You know, that's a homie <laughs> or, it's, or, or it's one of those things. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have never put yourself in that situation too. And then it, it it creates a space for you to make it very difficult for you to have hard conversations i think because it's you no one wants to tell your fucking good friend that's like yo dude you're not cutting it you know what i mean so i think that's very smart so this is what i'm saying it's distance. not like super negative and like overall it's quite enjoyable but like this aspect of your life where everything's so intertwined right can be like at points a little rough, you know, you like, that's why like, I enjoy coming back to Toronto, yeah. you know, like you, I like see like high school friends or friends I would legitimate friends. Yeah, that don't like have, right. don't give a fuck right. like yeah. about fashion at all or in the industry. It's so know? refreshing like, to, to hang out. And I think that's why I hang out with a lot of my friends too. It's like, yeah, obviously yeah, outside sure. of you guys, it's like, I have another group that's like, they're so indifferent and it's, it's so nice because I think the sphere we live in can be really fucking fake. What, what were you going to say before about the, the negative part about your job? I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna buy for myself. <laughs> Personal. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You start getting when you start building your brand list and it's like it's bigger and bigger and more expensive. Right. You're like, how the hell do I get these personals? Totally. <laughs> that's that's the most stressful part. And okay, so I think uh, going on to to the next part of the podcast, I think everyone know like especially this day and age, everyone sees each career move as kind of a stepping stone, right? It's like. What is the story I want to tell in, in 20 years and 30 years? How is this going to allow me to launch off to the next point in my career? Um, obviously, everyone needs a paycheck. Uh, you know, 
you know, never, no one can ever have enough dough until, I don't know, until one of us makes it as like a, a huge tech giant. But uh, what I'm trying to get at here is how important is the side hustle? And I think for me, um, because day-to-day uh, -day is not always super fulfilling, it's not the work that I always want to be doing or the work that I, I want to be doing in 20 years, like how is it important is it to uh, keep doing stuff on the side or or is it not so important is it overrated and you know a lot of people talk about hustle porn and like the glorification hustle of working porn. like like 80 hour genre? yeah <laughs> no <laughs> don't look that up um you know like the the wait yeah. till diane goes to sleep yeah <laughs> really the, the, <laughs> the, the glorification of like working 80 hour weeks and like you know we make fun of like the new work posts and like everyone's always fucking doing that like how how important is that shit and or or is it not or is, is it more important to just kind of appreciate where you're at and 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 figure out stuff from there like is it too negative to think about always the next move and how does like side hustle shit come into play are you guys doing side hustle shit i know john frank does the john frank is the definition of side hustle the, like... no but he does fresh debt you're always doing the sneaker stuff like how like that that kind of is only peripherally involved in in what you're in but do you find that that impacts you a lot mm, you know it's funny because I've, I've had this thought in my mind lately about like is the side hustle reducing my main job? That's kind of what I'm getting at, right? right? Like, like because could I, you I, be further in your main job if you weren't so focused on other things, or is it important to kind of have that balance? But I feel like you're passionate about your side hustle, no? Like, well, that's not, the thing. It's side not like a side hustle. They don't even feel you, like you know? a hustle yeah, to that's me what I'm because saying, yeah. because it's just so natural, and I've been doing it since I was like 14, right. minus the podcast. Right. Yeah. But the podcast is about what I've been doing since I was 14. Yeah. Right. But my thing is, is that. If the, I spent the time that I spent on that elsewhere, I may be even further in my career or doing like more interesting things in my career. But at the same time, but like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on these numbers. But when we were in Barcelona and you yeah. like broke down the economics for me, like don't give that shit up. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. Like that is, that's if, why I say if you it, enjoy it and like it's really sneakers. revenue generating, like yeah. I don't see that's why, why you would look down on that. Sneakers. I say don't make it all hustle enjoy shoes yeah but you'd have to be an idiot to just let it all slide and not yeah. make any money because literally it. like let's not get it twisted here i just Everyone feel like here, you like a lot of shit but i feel like you're definitely more business minded towards yeah it. but let's just, yeah that's, that's, that's what i'm saying right here like, like everyone in this room right now enjoys luxury goods let's not fucking beat around the fucking bush here like we all enjoy consuming expensive things so it's like is that kind of like a means to an end do you enjoy it obviously you enjoy it a bit but it also kind of helps fund your habit right well, that's 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 why it's so easy and smart is because it sustains itself. Mm. You can technically do it for free and have all the gear you want for right. free if right. you really want to do it. Right. Like I to. feel like GF, like when he buys something, like there's like two bank accounts. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like I feel like it never comes out of like his work pay yeah, 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 or his yeah, salary. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a fucking like treasury fund that just like you know sometimes no, it's up, sometimes it's down. But like, I, I call it like working inventory, which is like yeah, inventory yeah. that's like paying for yeah. itself. It go, it's constantly right. going in and out. Like that's what. That's how I, I try to treat and, and And so Chow, I know you do a lot of consulting. You've, you've, you've worked a lot with local brands here. Like, and it's it's stuff that's kind of involved with your, your field of expertise, but it's also potentially different. Yeah, like, it's like totally not. I think uh, that was like kind of the nice thing about that one year gap was that, you know, and Ryan hooked that up with uh, Steph, but it's just honestly one of the most rewarding experiences just to like not have to do something in your field because now right. you can actually flex that like, 
creative muscle or just your brain yeah. and right. put, apply it to something else. Like everything you know about like retail, yeah. but now do it for like, for example, one was like an airline. It's like, yeah. now what? Right? I had a bunch so, of staff and like, I was like, yeah, your client list is like huge fire in terms of the range. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Like, but it's like, I think to me, like what I'm hearing is it's it's super, it's important to kind of have, have that diversity and it's like, the, the old story of the guy doing the same job for 40 years is no longer the case. Like, do you feel now, do you look at the side hustle as a way to equip yourself for your, your next career step or is it yeah, something that just helps like, round you out? I think it's like portfolio building. Like yeah. you can say that you've done something in this industry and that industry right. and, and even tie things back, right? Like mm -hmm. there are times where like maybe that might help your main hustle because you're yeah. picking up these right. like little tidbits or vice versa. Like it, it's all, I would say symbiotic. I was speaking right? to this guy that like I really look up to and like I won't mention his name here like um but he um kind of showcased consulting in a way that i haven't seen he's like it's not like all in or not you know he's like i have in my contract with this major corporation that i'm the c like cmo of that i can still consult crazy and then he's like when i leave this job i will consult until i find like another big job so he like floats in and out of it right which is interesting because you hear like i'm making the jump to freelance you know and it's just so and you hear like, about that a lot these i'm days. never going back to nine to five but this guy's like i'll go back to the right nine to five right you know what i mean and like yeah. yes. i will do that for three years that will probably get me more clients to consult and maybe the end game for him is that he doesn't do it but like it's like an in and out, like kind of like, you and, know, and jump I think, rope. With, I think like, that's where I'm at world. too. Like, you know, like the corporate world, yeah, sure, it's not as fulfilling, but I do have the side hustle and it, like, let's be honest, nine to five, you're working probably an honest fucking two hours a day if you're lucky. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Don't let my boss listen to this. But see critical mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. No, but like, like between meetings and like bullshit emails and like fair, talking fair, to people, yeah. like an honest, honest two hours work. So it's like, the, the argument is if you go freelance, it's like, okay, say you're doing like really good, honest 10 hours a week. It's like, you have those 30 hours back and you can, you can do other projects. Stuff that, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I hate when people kind of propagate that myth of like this, you know, you know, you gotta you gotta starve for your craft. It's like motherfucker, I like buying shit. I like eating. Like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. eating at nice restaurants. So it is nice to kind of have that steady thing. And if you have the mental capacity to do those peripheral things, it it can give you more capital, but also too these these stepping stones. Do you think? And so I'll, I'm gonna bounce this back to you, Chow. Like for some of the younger employees, do you think it's it's really important for them to have that side hustle to kind of round them out or? Or, you know, like I'm kind of under the mentality of like, you know, before you're 40, like just fucking kill yourself, like work yourself to the bone. What? And like that's, yeah, 35. Okay, okay, right, 35. Jeez. But like I feel like a lot of people like- Mike, I'm exhausted, man. Like. But, that, but that's what I mean though. A lot, that's like, that's getting a lot of bad press these days. Like, and you know, resting is obviously important and you know, having good balance. But you know, where, where do you, like what, si what side of the fence are you sitting on? Are you saying, work, 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 and set yourself up for the future and, and create a great network and have all this stuff? Or do you think it's more um, important for young people to kind of just like be focused on one thing and be present? I think in terms of like the work, work, thing, work thing is, I don't think it's about volume, but it's about the work ethic. You have to build a right. really good work ethic. And it's point. not about, I think, because there's sometimes where people bring up like, yeah, I did all of this. I'm like, yeah, but you're just like doing everything you can possibly think of, but you're not working smart. Right. I think it, it goes, yeah, like it goes that. back Thinking to about the, the stepping stones, yeah. So it's like, it's about the type of work that you're getting and whether like the value in it, because if you're just doing like, like you said, like things like you're slaving over peanuts and not making money off this, these side hustles, then what's the point? Because totally. that, that's what people are only going to see your work as valued as like nothing. Like I can just 
give this guy work and he's down to do it because he's building to something, fam. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like what? No, but I think, I, think that, I think that's a good point though. Building. Because it's like, it's coming back to that story you want to tell. It's like, if, if at 40 you want to tell your story that you retired and you were the CMO and it's like, if you're doing random shit that's not going to get you there, it's like, it's, it's a bit of a, a sad way of thinking about it. But like, if that's, you know, distracting to the vision, it's like, fuck. It's offer to the long term. Yeah, exactly. What, what was it worth doing? Um, okay, now we're just gonna go, we're, we're getting into the final stroke of this thing. It's, it's already been 47 minutes, which is crazy. Um, Not surprising. Yeah, I know. We could, we, we could talk, we could talk forever, but uh, we wanted to keep this thing around an hour. Um, best purchase of 2019, and I wrote in brackets, small luxury. So it could have been like moisturizer, it could have been like a face wash. What do the people need to know? And I'll kick this off because I, I thought about this on the way here. For me, it was actually a subscription to Headspace. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, I was going to say... Um, you and Andy are fucking <laughs> spending each morning together? You know, What's like Headspace? just fucking meditating. So Headspace is like a meditation app, but it also kind of helps you um, like get to get to bed and like for different it's crazy scenarios. App. It's actually how much it can help you fall asleep, like doing the breathing exercise. Dude, totally. Stuff, like it, sure. it sounds super corny, but like if... if no, it's not corny. Yeah. Is it, is it's it easing like general anxiety and like... Yeah, it does yeah. it all. It does it all. I'll show you after it's this. It's surprising. Yeah, like I've done it. You know, I think I've only done like the trial. Yeah. And like I'm always like, you should do it more, but it's crazy. And, uh, you know, Pashella, Maddie, yeah. like it's very into meditation. Right, it's okay. just like some days are going to be better than others. Totally. You know totally, what I mean? Totally. Some days you can't relax, but like some days like you can actually like reach almost like a high. You yeah, know, totally. How like the effect that can have on your body. 100%. You know? like, and like, especially those, I don't know about you guys, but I, sometimes you're up at night. You're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, I'm like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I'll give you my login. But like, it's like, I'm, it's like, <laughs> will that fuck up your algorithm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not too bad. But it's just like, you know, those nights of you're up awake and it's like, like you said, better than others. Sometimes you're like, man, I'm the yeah. fucking best. Like, you know, you could get to bed and like everything's good. And other times you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my career? I'm like, I'm not helping anyone. Like I'm not as far as I want to be. Like I'm definitely not getting paid as much as I want to do. Yeah. But it kind of helps keep those, those rambling thoughts and those kind of things that just eat at the back of your brain uh, in check. So to me, helping sleep, not that I, to say I'm a bad sleeper, but sometimes, you know, it's harder to, to fall asleep than others just because you're, your mind is racing. To me, that was Sometimes, like a really yeah. nice kind of small luxury. It's a cocaine, you know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> just up all night. Like this fucking trip is just hitting me. But um, just sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. actually, it can't help with that, sometimes. believe it or not. Yeah, you're just yeah. fucking wired off that. What about you? Um, To maybe like my own detriment, like since living in Europe, like I will like rarely, you know, turn down like a weekend somewhere. If someone's like, yo, nice. like come to London or crazy, come to crazy, crazy. Because you know? like, the flight's like, yeah, how much is like a flight to like Spain? Like, where you're at? And where, where do you live right now? Where do you live right now? Like in Berlin mainly yep. right okay. now. Um, but if you book in advance, man, like, you know, you can get it for like a hundred euros. Like I've yeah. gone to London. That's like, crazy. You get, you get one that's flight crazy. to London on the way there. It's like 70, the one back's like 20, you know? Ah, oh, that's nuts. Um, so how long are those flights? Cause for me, like when I, when, when I go to Asia. Probably like, like going to New in York Europe, like four hours oh. max. Oh, somewhere. that's pretty, that's longer than I thought yeah, though. Same. Like what makes a flight good for you? Because for it's me, like going to Ottawa. I didn't, I didn't yeah, buy yeah. it this year. I would have, I would have said my iPad. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, what what to you makes those flights 
kind of bearable. I mean, fuck the flight, you know what I mean? It's all about where you're going. Like, yeah, fair enough. Because I'm flying like, you know, easy jet set, you know, like Oh, Ryanair, so you're going yeah. like really budget. Yeah, you have for to, sure. Though. You have, you have to. Like, but also it's like, it's, you It's know, crazy like, to spend money on sitting for three hours. You know? like, like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's more than that, man. Okay, it big spender, yeah, 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 yeah
IKEA frames, you know, like yeah. are those IKEA frames. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yo, but you, you know like, the thing. It, it's like it's the it's, it's like four hundred dollar frames at sixty five. Yeah, yeah. Michaels, don't you're like, bro. This is the fucking Saint Laurent white T-shirt. Have like a permanent space, right? Because like now you know all the talking about Toronto market being like unaffordable. It's like you're renting, but like for example, I fucking rent for like what sixteen hundred a month. I have fucking. That's very. That's very reasonable. It's good. It's good. But wait, like is it still at that spot? Like where? No, 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 no. I, I moved to like Bathurst and Lakeshore, uh, but ah, basically my though. apartment's like a lot smaller. But like I have a fucking two thousand dollar Gucci coffee table. Flex on them. Like and it's flex it, on them. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! It is my <laughs> living room. <laughs> and then yeah, I have okay. a hay sectional, yeah. and it's like those two I just fill my thing. So it's like it. okay, cool, you have it, but like you need a bigger space. So that's like no, that's the it's problem like, with Toronto, yeah. Toronto real estate is you can max out your furniture quick. At least there's walls to fill the yard. Yeah, I haven't bought any of that shit because I've just like I've been like. But you're you're a nomad. But like, I will say this, and I'm not gonna drop the name, but one time I was buying like pretty expensive designer shoes secondhand off a guy, and then the fucking dude pulled up in like a 97 Corolla. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at, right? Once it's I like, can, can I let, me, let me call it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like, are you really are you really living that life, or or, or are you just absolutely a fake? Listen, man, for the just pay him his money, and maybe he can get like a 2002 Civic. You hey, know? Man, yeah, yeah, I know. It goes back to the whole lifestyle thing, right? Like what we do, like fashion. But that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like you can't. Like I can't roll up in like a five thousand dollar outfit and be living in my mom's basement. Kind yeah, of thing, like right? it's like, like it at least the living room. I mean, not yeah, with, but not zero credibility, attitude, zero know, credibility. But it's like, how the fuck are you supposed to trust someone's <laughs> taste when it's like they're not really that. living that lifestyle? You know what I, I mean? I think it's, it's a full like, package kind of thing. Yeah, right? I agree it doesn't with have that. to be like over the top, but you just have to be able to, you know, curate the pieces here and there. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's just like knowing like what is nice, what is not. Yeah, and I'm not saying everyone needs to live in like some crazy condo or like apartment or whatever, but it's like, man, if you're fucking, you're, you're living like, uh, you, you know, you got piles of laundry and you fucking five you're eating those five roommates you know like hey man <laughs> i don't know it's a, it's a different life all right so small luxury for you chow nest thermostat whoa, whoa go on about that being able to change the temperature from your couch and not getting up damn i love it i love it the tech the tech yeah. the tech all right so last question and the the one um i was kind of inspired by this it's because we're all kind of peripherally or like pay attention to retail we know retail's been suffering we know it's a tough gig out there um and i think it was hiroshi who said this and it's like what inspire or like why would you buy through a retailer like essence or nomad or haven or notra or something what about that experience would make you buy there versus in store or like what just makes a really great um experience and and I'll, I'll tell you the inspiration for this question uh i think it was hiroshi on a kind of a recent interview was talking about how retail is super dead um in brick and mortar but he he quoted dover street market as kind of like a really kind of revolutionary idea so it wasn't just about the you know say you're going in there for a pair of shoes or a t-shirt but it's the fact that you're surrounded by all these different brands and then they have a cafe. And when you're shopping for Comme de Garçon, you're smelling fresh baguette being baked mm -hmm. and you're smelling espresso being pulled. Yeah. And that whole kind of thing elevates it. And you're, you know, you're surrounded by like-minded people and the people uh, know about this. And so that's why he thinks 
DSM is able to persist in a, in a, in a scenario where um, online retail is so king. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be about retail per se. Like, what was the best experience you had in 2019, whether it be like a hotel, whether it be a restaurant, like what was the mood, like what made that really great experience for you? I think what we had happen in Barcelona was the best retail experience I've had. In so talk to me about it, talk to me about what, it. When we fucking got all the Travis Scott Jordans? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. talk to me about that, talk to me about that. <laughs> well, think about that. Like, First, it could have been better organized. But but that's But I wasn't even trying to get shoes, like I was just with them, hanging out. Is this just a flex or is this actually a good retail experience? No, but we had to go all the way up the fucking the, yeah. the tram. In theory, in, in theory, I think the concept was good, but like the execution could have been better. You know, it could have been mean? more like, organized. Yeah. But like, okay. Imagine, also, this fuck the view was crazy. You know what I mean? mean? Like, like yeah. that's such a. That but was was, like, wait. if Nike did that and it was more like polished, the yeah. experience. That, so wait. That, so okay. So t tell tell me about this. Okay. So uh, in you think of an experience in Barcelona, right? There, it was the same. We were having to be in Barcelona the same week they're dropping the Travis Jordan ones, the highest, right? right? So it was. I'm trying to vacation. John Frank's trying to fucking get. I'm trying to clean. Trying to cook. Right. Hey, I ended up getting a pair. What store was it? Was it? It was Foot District, right? It was Foot District. Bro, I don't fucking know. So it was a store called Foot District in Barcelona. So you go to the store, you wait in line. This is the shitty part of the experience. You wait in line for like 40 minutes to an hour to just get your name on the list for the raffle. So I'm thinking it's just a regular raffle. Right. And they said they send you an email later that night and they say tomorrow at five o'clock you're gonna go up to the Tibidabo, which is like their wonderland. Yeah, it's like right? a carnival. It's like, a like carnival. the Astro World. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Right. I mean, do you see what I mean though about experiences? Like, it's pretty, that's pretty cool. So, but I'll except for the, the difference between the view, their wonderland like, and ours, is it happens to be the highest point in Barcelona yeah, that looks really. over the old, old city, opposed to being the worst point in Toronto being in Bonn. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, for the record, yeah, for Bonn the record. is trash. So, so you go, you go all the way up on this like shitty ass tram, but it's still an experience and they give you this Jordan uh, like coin that right. you give to the person at the front Whoa, instead of a token. So you're buying shoes and you're looking at you're this view of, shoes in Barcelona. There. But like, wow. like it, cool. it was like a party. There's like because I wasn't buying shoes. I was there just like drinking. <laughs> there's a, yeah, but eventually that's why it was because they're like anyone here can get a pair of shoes. Oh, that's sick. No, Obviously well, you're not going to turn it down. Let's, yeah. get, let's get this. So then we so you get up there. It's a little bit cold. Lives in a skirt. She's freaking out. That's how it goes. <laughs> and then we. They put everyone into groups, so we're in like groups of five. Everyone's in groups of five. And then First of all, John Frank is with his whole family, and the whole yeah, family yeah. is enlisted in this. Whole family's travel. cooking. <laughs> yeah, whole family cookout. <laughs> you want to see a cook group? And his and mom's like nervous, being like, well, I hope we win. <laughs> 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 you know? Like, you poor family, man. Yeah, I know, she's like sweating. I'm like, yo, John Frank, he's up on your mom. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she doesn't. We gotta get this mom. We gotta get this fucking. Well, my brother's hype on it too. Yeah, yeah, your brother. My brother was fucking stone cold on that shit. Yeah. Really, it's really it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, We're getting really fucking travelers. Sure. Yeah. Right. I got this terrible pizza. Anyway, so then Jesus. they go downstairs, they put you in a fun room. And then in the fun room, you're in a group of five and you got to get through the fun room. That's, pretty That's fire. That's and pretty you hear like a group of five ahead of you, people are smashing into the windows. But then you just play a slot machine game and four to five people in your group always win. So only one person loses. And then at the end of the day, they would, they go on the mic and in Spanish they basically say everybody who didn't win gets a pair of shoes. I, know, I feel like they like I don't know miscalculated. I mean I don't know how. I think like, they still had leftovers yeah. too. I don't know. So it was just like and then all the guys around there were like everyone's putting the shoes on. 
no one's really there to sell like it's like you can tell that that group of people is still very early in like the sneaker game yeah. so they're like super about wearing shit opposed to like trying to make money yeah. so everyone's putting the shoes on everyone's like super happy like hugging each other like it was it was a definitely a very different experience oh yeah for sure first <laughs> one was just dope as fuck but yeah 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 so i that for me is like i don't know if it's the best experience of 2019 but it was definitely the most interesting experience yeah we walked away with what like eight pairs or something yeah well i mean that helps too yeah if we went home with nothing we would have been like fuck this fucking they took us all the way up to the highest point in barcelona yeah for nothing right like for me like like i said i think that's for me it's not the best experience but it was the most unique it's the most interesting by far so what about the boat that made it so memorable like do you do you feel like it was gimmicky do you feel like like i think it could have been done better for sure, but the interesting thing about it is like I'm on the other side of the planet. Right. For you, that's different because you're there a lot now. No, yeah. I thought I thought it was dope. Right, sure. and okay. then like of course that was getting, my first time there. Yeah, yeah. And of course, getting wind is cool, but also like I was just saying, like having seeing people at a different point in their sneaker culture right. was very interesting that's as cool. well. The kids that's very were cool. super excited. Yeah, sure. like those guys are like very genuinely interested. There's yeah. less of like a business and commodity right, to right, the game right, right, it's right, just right. like general interest and like they're just still getting into it so for me that was that's what also that's the best experience really that's dope that's yeah. super dope so for for ryan and, and and chow like you guys you know obviously are on these trips i mean do you stay in hotels when you travel um it depends on the city like i'm more of like an airbnb guy oh know? really depends on even the c- even if it's on the company yeah yeah really? for sure it depends it depends on saying it depends how long you're staying you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if you're in paris for like 10 days or something it is nice to like have a kitchen be able to right, do laundry okay. you know right. like Milan, your legs. um yeah, no kidding. before i got the apartment there i would mostly stay like in hotels okay but, like hotels that like it's Milan's weird it's like private apartments that are like hotels uh, okay you know? dope. so you still have the ability mm, cool. um so maybe you didn't have so you so did you have any significant experiences with the hotel I don't know. like i'm like looking through my photos like what about restaurants like i think that's really i think dope. aloe is something special Aloe, you and I went to for the first time. That was awesome. I, that was w- really the, cool. the amazing thing about Aloe is the subtle art of it, where like the waiters and waitresses, when they come to the table in pairs, they move in the exact same direction at the exact same time. Like they're so. It's like a symphony. It's like a symphony. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's so synchronized. It's there's so much. Yeah, there's like choreography they, they, to what they're doing. Totally. And you know what's funny about Aloe? They waited on us so hard. Like I felt almost kind of embarrassed. I know. It was so I know. I know. Formal, and it was like so. Um, You're truly being served. Yeah, 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 totally. So were, that's were the nice part about those kind of like spaces is that like people don't understand like the nuances of like f- like dining in general. Like, yeah. You know, you think you it's just very go and you art. just like order like a fucking platter of oysters and you're like living like no 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 that's like not fine dining right <laughs> it's like no i think i think it, i think service. it's a good point because like when you think about a restaurant it's like say on average yeah say something like oysters on average the top restaurants the top three restaurants oyster restaurants in toronto will get from the same stock on any given sunday they could approximately be the same it's like where does that extra percentage come from is it's, it's through the service it's through the the space yeah. It's like, how often, like, how many times you've been to a restaurant, it's like fucking dope and it's like amazing. And then you go to the bathroom, it's fucking disgusting. Like, that's such a huge turnoff. Like, it's such a big no, uh, deterrent. You know what I mean? Like, the experience design has to be, has to be whole. So was, was like, there anything that they, stood out for you in 2019? Uh, 2019? Uh, not really. Not really, really. <laughs> 2019 honestly flew by. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't think I, like, 
stopped and like actually relaxed this year. Right. So it's, a, it's honestly hard to go back. I mean, like my favorite experiences are like goes back to restaurants, like any of the Bar Isabel family restaurants, like because Copish always. I like, really haven't like down. tried these yeah. new ones. Yeah. yeah. I well, think we should go, go wherever Copish is. Go to Isabel and yeah. take care of you. Copi- Copish is. That's a nice thing. Like it goes back Wait, to the service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really? What one's yeah. he at now? He's at Quetzal. Quetzal. That's the Mexican one. Yeah, the Mexican one from Grand. These are great because they like. You go enough times, they like know you, and they like and anti- like that's the whole point of like service is like they anticipate what your needs are, right? Like there's there's one time where we were at Isabel, and you know we've gone so many times that like Brian and I can actually taste when like Grant was cooking. Or <laughs> what? Not. Get the fuck out of no, here! One, no fucking one way. Time, one, that's horseshit. One, one, one time I called. <laughs> no out, way, man! I was like, no way, man! I was like, Grant's not working tonight, and Copish is like. How that did you still, know? That guy still works then, the fucking no, line. How did you know? Like, yeah. That guy still works the line. He's a no, fucking millionaire so every now, chef. Every now and then he'll be there. But anyways, he wasn't. And then he like comped all the items. That I was like, this is off because he did not make it. Like, it Come actually, on, get out of here. It happened. Ask Kopish. Get lost. Like he's done Are that. And then there are times where we're like, yeah. That's crazy. It yeah. tastes Kopech greatly different. Get Kopish on the pod. Different. We need to confirm. You having one? Got the fucking god tongue. Yeah, you want to split it? Oh Yeah, yeah, split it. Um, oh, that's crazy. But that's okay. the thing is, like, it, that's the whole point of dining. Like, you, ha- that's the fun in it, right? Like, right. It's like that's actually being it. able to pull that apart, the whole experience apart. You know, you know what's funny? I think, like, pretty good. Um, I and I think this is probably, uh, unless you have a 2019 experience you want to talk about. I do? Yeah, do you? Um, uh, like what stands out, like it was pretty recent, but I was like in Milan, um, and like this is like the beauty of Italy, and like John Frank could probably back me up on this. But I'm like in Milan, I'm like at a dinner with my friend Sarah, and she's like, you should come to like my beach house, <laughs> which is like two and a half hours away from you Milan. Know. You know. But like, yo, the vibe, like you go from like 10 degrees in Milan to like 35 degrees, like by the ocean. Right. Like, and I was the only one there that like spoke English. So I'm like with her, like her whole family and group of friends and like right. everyone speaking Italian, like the meals that these guys made yeah, were like right, insane. Right, right, right. Like, and it's crazy too, cause it's nothing fancy, right? But yeah. It's just like the ingredients are super simple. But it was super dope. I was like, this is like what I enjoy about living in Europe. Like the, the ability to take the train was like two and a half hours, super quick to totally. work on the train and just completely change the scenery, you know, within yeah. two and a half hours. I, I also loved uh, the scooters in, in oh, yo, yeah. Spain. Yeah, Honestly, sure. electric scooters that's in certain cities, like, that's unreal to me. That's no. childish. That's a good experience. Until you do it. Okay, wait, wait, hold up though. But okay, let's, let's, br- let's, let's, let's bring it back to the actual shit. Like, was it easy to rent? Like, if yeah. it was a pain in the ass to fucking do it, like the bikes here? No, it was, it was been a shit experience. It. it was dope. And it's like, like, you know, it's one of the best ways to actually explore the city. Yeah, that's, that's the it's thing. It's like, like, would you be open to like renting a bike? You yeah, know? Did, exactly. Yeah. But like, if a it was lime, easy, if it was but easy, but a lime or whatever, a bird, yeah. you just like get to the restaurant and you're just like done with it. Like right. a bike's like such commitment. You, you gotta know? lock like, it up. Yeah, These yeah. things, you just turn it off. We had a fucking time. We were like out, like, I like with him and his dad at like 10, 11 at night, <laughs> yeah. like zipping through the city. <laughs> I like, love yeah. how you're chilling with. Oh with man, GF I love his family. family. Yeah, that's it was awesome. a really good time. For I, sure. You know what's funny for me? I think because I didn't do any major traveling this year. Um, the Come out places, to Europe, man. I know. I got to get out there. The, the two yeah. things that... Take you to Burton. And I was, I was telling you last night, like, Little Jerry's and this yeah, Little Jerry's bar. was dope. Oh, did you go? Yeah, I went yeah. there, like... Uh, did you go to the actual bar? Where is that? No, I ate, like, at the front. Oh, uh, that's... Where see, is that? You're missing out. It's on College and Bathurst. Oh. But to me... You haven't been? Uh, I, okay, so that oh, pisses me off, because... It's the, like a JBS vibe, eh? Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Did yeah. you go to the... But you saw, like, the records. You went For to the sure, bathroom, sure. But, like, yeah, but... Just, yeah, I was there like 
catching up with someone. Right. So okay. We'll we'll we'll, you know? we'll go to we'll go to the space and talk about it. But to me, like between those two things, um, what makes the experience for me? I mean, I know that people Music, so huge part, ads, for sure. but it, yeah, exactly. But it's just like it's a full 360 consideration, right? It's like. The wood is considered, the music is considered, the audio equipment is considered. It's just like how things are You presented. want the full sensory experience. I want the full thing. And yeah, I think, yeah. I I think that. that's like a good way to wrap this up. Like I think uh, going back to that Hiroshi quote, it's like people expect these days. Uh, oh, what's going on? Let me, oh shit, that was weird. I'll edit that up. Um, I think people expect like a full kind of 360 kind of view on on like experiences otherwise um this shit's fucking cutting out like crazy um otherwise it's it's just like so hard to compete with the convenience of online you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh regardless of what it is so uh like whether it's smell sights kind of sounds like i think yeah it's like atmosphere it's the staff like the shit you can't replicate online totally, you know what I mean? totally like, yeah and like like how do you think people are doing that these days like on average i think people are doing a terrible job <laughs> You gotta go like niche, you know what I mean? I don't think you right. can like compromise. Like I right. think Lil Jerry's is like quite specific. Like yeah. you need to be like into wine, into jazz, you know, like appreciate that like kind of Tokyo style of dining, right. you know, like yeah, of course, yeah. versus like yeah. Uh, in like a cactus club. You know what I mean? Do, trying you to think, do you think Dover Street market is universally appreciated? No, think, I like, think it ranges per city. Do you think like sure. the people yeah. who you, we talk about on Instagram who just post their wedding photos would appreciate just, walking into a Dover Street Market? No, like, no, definitely yeah. not. But like to, to me, it's like it, it comes back to that thing too. Say you're only going in there. I know. Uh, for me, it's yeah. like um, here, let's wrap this up. Clearly, this is a sign. But um, like being able to say you're only going in for a T-shirt, like the fact that you're able to shop among some of the like greatest brands in the world, I think says a lot. Like, what do you think about that? I think like people used to do it at Nomad, you know, you come in, you look at the Comedy Garçon, you look at the raft and you walk out with the Carhartt, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but like that, <laughs> but that Carhartt hoodie, you're like, oh, I shop at Nomad. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, like yeah. I shop amongst these brands and like this atmosphere, even if you like, you know, maybe can't afford it or it's not even your taste, but it's the vibe, you yeah. know? Like, so going back to the online thing, do you think there's cachet to say, oh, I bought this at Notra, I bought this at Essence, I bought this at... Yeah, whatever. I think like Broken Arm, like that, you like, know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like Broken Arm, um, you know, I think there's stores in Japan, like... Japan does it differently. Even like, yeah, even like Union and LA. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, even Nomad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like when I was in does. Nomad this week, I'm like, it's like old times. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, is, there, is there still that level of trust? Like, are you able to go in and go into a place like Nomad and say, I don't know this brand, but because um, Nomad's carrying it, I, I automatically trust? Or are people too influenced by the internet these days? In my opinion, I think they're honestly too influenced by the internet. Like, people aren't looking to take as many risks. Like, it's now calculated risks. Like, okay, I can spend, like, $500 on this, like, brand that nobody knows about or $500 on a brand that, like, at least is validated by, like, a certain group of people that I identify right. with. Social right. validation is Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, uh, kudos to yeah, everybody who's taking You used to get from risks. a sales associate, now you get from the feed. You yeah, know? Like, or, like, like, yeah. yeah, it used to be Tumblr days, but now it's, like, IG all the way. You know, what's yeah. funny is I remember walking into Atrium, uh, which used to be attached to Kith in New York, right? Atrium? Okay, yeah. And, and Atrium really? was yeah, like one of the first brands. He's to like carry, the Kith backer. Yeah, oh, one shit. of the first stores to carry John Elliott. Oh, and crazy. I had no idea what it was. Right. And the staff in there, but this is like right when I don't know, like right when John Elliott first came out. 
and the staff member like put us onto it and was like giving us all this knowledge about the brand. And that's the last time I can honestly say I trusted an in-store associate to give me, yeah. like to introduce me to a brand. That's at least six I feel like Broken ago. Arm does that though. Like I think Broken Arm like put Solomon on. You know what I mean? Really? Like, I think so, yeah. That's a hot ass fucking take. I think so. Like, I, think <laughs> I did it for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, okay, so wait. So, okay, okay. So let's let's keep this going for a little bit. We still got time. Like, why do you think they were able to? Was it the collabo they did? You don't think Solomon was just in the water? Like, I feel like. I think Solomon rise... is like a really good product and they're respected, like, amongst maybe an outdoor community. But, yeah. like, to see it merchandised next to Prada in Paris is gonna obviously open it up to a different market. And like, I think Broken Arm is like one of the most influential where it trickles down. So if the buyers go to Paris during Fashion Week and buy Solomon's, they'll end up carrying it at their store. You know what I mean? Like with, with just like the conversations I've had with JP and stuff, like they're the only store that has a Solomon collaboration. I've asked, I mean, like, I've asked, like, oh, I, I wore them here too. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I don't know if Essence is like, I don't know where, but like, or whoever is just like, they say no, like, only Broken Arm is, is only allowed to. I so, remember when when JP first came in and at Solomon, he was like, he's like, what Shout do you think about Solomon's? And like, I grew up skiing and it's just like, what, like, you're I making fashion ski boots now? And yeah. he's like, no, 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 no weird, like, right? like shoes. And then, like, I saw the Boris collab in, in 2016, I was like, okay, now I get it. And I bought those full retail. And then ever since, like when we how many times? (laughs) And then when, and then like you know when we reopened, I was like we need to have these, and I think we were the only spot in Toronto to have it. Essence had it, then Road and Gray had them as well. But then like you know now all the all the shops in like Canada are trying to like jump on that. Okay, so so talk to me about one thing: was S Lab a reaction to the resurgence in Solomon, or was that already out for a bit? No, I think that was out. Solomon advanced. Which yeah. is what JP works on is a oh. reaction. So wait, that's not S Lab? No. Okay. No. Interesting. So you're saying that I they're- I think S Lab is more uh, their silhouettes and their models like geared more towards like walking rather than- Oh, trail, okay. You know, like... So you're saying there is still room for brands to be elevated through association? For sure. Really? Oh, 100%. For sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, it's, it's so hard. Haka ones. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, wait. come on. Like, <laughs> and, and there's, not, yo, there's, nothing, there's nothing against Haka ones because I think they're beautiful. Sorry, that's, that's fine. But, that's but that, but that even yeah. shows that I just know about it because it's, it's associations now, right? Like, or like I have A6. no idea. Like, yeah. 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 Whether like Ronnie Fogg or Kiko, like two different audiences, but like ASICS has been doing ASICS for years. Ronnie did a uh, Ronnie did ASICS yeah. since like, like 2007. Are you serious? Yeah. From time, the Flamingos. Yeah. Oh, like shit. The I didn't know. Ronnie used to have ASICS either. like every month yeah. in 2007. Tonight. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't that, even was, that was, those are good. Yeah. yeah. There's really? a lot of good ones from him. Beams like, has a good one. time in Soho, Mike Sunday? Like, honestly, I, yeah. The amount of times I said I was going to go to fucking Soho. So, going back to brands and like associations, like, a lot of brands, like we, the conversations that you, Ryan, you and I have with like brands is that, hey, like, you know, what brands do you fucking carry? I mean, like for some stores, they don't even have to know. It's just by name. It's like, yeah, I want to be in your store. Other stores, it's like, you have to show me your deck. It's like, okay, you have XYZ brands. Right. Yeah, we fuck with those brands. So we want to be in your store. Yeah. So brands will be very selective about that. And also they'll be like, oh no, like you carry these brands. We don't want to be with you because yeah, of right. that. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, like, big one is a, is Raph. Like, we are still having this ongoing conversation, like, coming back in from, you know, obscurity. It's like, yeah, we had some brands on there that they're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we had Raph, right? Yeah. So it's very important. So, so, so let me bounce this to you, and I think this is a good way to end. Like, how important is, like, internet clout versus, like, is, 
Is it important to be ahead of the curve now? And I think that's just a general statement, whether it's design, um, like I know one of the, the designers I follow, one of my favorite designers, he put out a thesis called the, the online conscious, like the collective. Yeah. And in, in terms of how just everyone is really streamlined towards like one certain aesthetic, is it really important in this day and age to be commercially viable? Do you need to have that next raft, that next rig, that next acronym, whatever? Or is it just more important to kind of stay on curve? See, I actually think that we're in like a, a time where everyone is in a niche yeah, in streetwear. It's right? massive niches. Yeah, you so know, like, many. So you think, there's, yeah. you think there's room for uh, Even like, e yeah. even I would say you guys have different niches. Yeah, Me and Ryan have different, and then across all of us, like we all, all dress, everyone has their like niches of, of clothing, even within like a, a tech set or a luxury set or a hype set. Like right. there's still versions of that within. Right, right, and right. so I think that this, it's less about, it's more about finding your community of people that you want to associate with right. and you do it, you go that in that direction. It's like, it's like what you said about the explore page, you know, you can curate like yeah. your own intake, you right. know, and if you only want to look at Balenciaga and like whatever, like then that's what you're gonna get, you know. First but like there's other Balenciaga. like there's other like tech wear, there's there's it. tailoring. Like everyone can find um, their own audience these days. Yeah. I feel like I think the fun part is if you identify with like a certain like niche or whatever, but like finding a way to do it your own way. Yes. So kind of playing within the boundaries, but like kind of giving it, giving it your own spin. So like, you know, like Brian and I had this like group chat called Zigger Zag. So it's essentially, like, do I go with like what <laughs> it, this, this, like, this is the is? best piece of fashion advice or, I've never gave me. Or do I like go the opposite way and like uh, uh, carve out my own path, right. right? So it's like, if everybody's fucking going like, you know, like I'm gonna buy, uh, I don't know, like cargo pants, like do I go with that or do I find something that kind of like fits that cargo pant aesthetic right. or, or or like archetype and do that something different. Like so for example, like Kiko's trousers with like the utility pockets, like those are perfect way of doing like nicely tailored trousers but not going the cargo pant route. Right, right, and like right, how many right, people right. are wearing Kiko out there? But then again, it's also what else are you pulling into that aesthetic? Like is it just like a full like Kiko fit is a full like Carhartt fit acronym, then you end up being a meme, right? So, right, right, right. Um, it's I like love how, Ivan talking this shit. How Actually, do yeah. I not oh, be totally good. Good. We're keeping going. We're keeping going. Because I got to fucking know the best thing he... The <laughs> best, they're like, <laughs> fuck. Nah, Liv's getting the knowledge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ivan told me, imagine, Ivan said, imagine I wore all tech and then I threw in brands that aren't tech and still made them look tech. Right. Right? And, and I try to take that when he said that to me, I've been trying to take that. Like, man, I took brands that look like luxury street that right. aren't luxury street wear, but make them look that way. Right. That's like where I'm. Trying I think to, that's, that's the power mindset. of your like, I guess your brand or your aesthetic or identity is yeah. that you have that power to like, basically carve that out for yourself. And I guess in the in a way like pull people towards that and like have the. I mean. At the end of the day, we have all have our followings. We influence a bunch of people, whether like it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. But I think we have that power to like kind of take things to the next level instead of just being like, yeah, you know, like you go on your explore page and there's like how many kids wearing like, I don't know, fucking uh, triple S's with like an off white belt. It's like, yeah. how do you get that kid to be like, hey, you know what? Today I'm not going to put on that off white belt. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Gucci and kick it old school. Yeah. Kick it old school on yeah, totally. Alessandro Michelle Gucci. And okay, so okay, I think this is a really good way to end. And it's like comes full circle when this it comes is the to the third like, really good way yeah, to end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yo, I, I think I think I think this is this is this is true say. 
how important and like I've, I've seen both arguments how important is memes to retail and the the option the, the two things i'm going to say like are you actually able in a weird way to influence how like purchasing patterns through uh memes and i think the the best example i can think of is airpods and airpods mm. were doing well without the memes but that's not fashion though it's not fashion it's no. not fashion but it is consumer kind of behavior and like the other one i would say to you but like memes is like music is but like massive. but like do you think okay but yeah okay so yeah it's not it's not it's not about purchasing but, do you think per se, more but consumption are wearing chrome hearts and carbone than before or like what, what yeah, 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 yeah. Like, shout out shout out larry on the on the uh, oh no what's his name throwing fits i feel perfect <laughs> no but okay so the the two things i'm going to say is on on the on the positive side like um uh airpods when all the memes were coming out like do you think that had an influx in um in well, yeah. sales for airpods and for then sure. all the all the sure. all the funny memes about people buying uh cdg like converse do you think that had a negative or a positive impact regardless of what the meme but said? like the, the meme we about selling. airpods is like it's like you're broke if you don't have airpods so right it's, it's like an aspirational meme but don't you where think people the, bought more airpods because i of do that? but yeah. i think the play and i think fashion memes in general are like more like um like ragging on the person, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's never really like positive. Like, it's always you know, elitist. Like, it's like a Miri jeans, yeah, yeah. you it's know? Like, people. you know who wears a Miri jeans, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or like, like, like brunch boots is like a meme. What the you, fuck is brunch boots? Like the Saint Laurent Chelsea's? fucking oh, Wyatt. Oh, it's like, <laughs> Do you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the, the future hat, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's like the brunch outfit. Like, that's like a meme. Yeah, like. And, and so what do you think it's about tough, like... But it's tough because everything's now a meme. Like you can't even... I know, you can't even get away with fucking walking out the fucking door. <laughs> but like, okay, so say... I go outside, I'm a meme. Yeah, so, say, so say someone like Grailed or um, Four Pins utilizing... Like, or like, I would say weaponizing I think that's funny. memes. I think that's funny. All right. I think so Essence did well too. Yeah. Switching their tone from like... Do you think Eric, do you think Eric had like influence on that? No, it was... It was Gosh, Shakira, Andrea, okay. for sure, completely turned that shit around. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. So, in, like, in 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 what realm does memes have? Someone at a party was like, "What is Gosh, Shakira running your Instagram account?" I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. Like, that's <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, like." What do you, Joe? What do you think? Like memes, memes in like think, consumption. I, I kind of feel like it's almost like the whole like high school movie thing, where it's like you have your yeah, nerds, you have your yeah. it's yeah. like you have your Rick yeah. Owen heads, you have your like then you have your CCP. So it's like the you know it was like the nerdy Asians and the cool Asians. Then you know then you. Have have your fucking carbon like whatever but it honestly feels like that whole high school like cafeteria yeah. dynamic where it's like which table are you at yeah. right now I, that's right. what i was saying about the niches it's just like everyone's like of their own clique so do you think that these like memes and and these niches are it's it like discourages people from like, uh, yeah yeah you think so yeah I but think you, so. surely that's negative no for sure it is. That's, That's I, what I'm about But you know what? You know what my problem is right now is like, people stop caring about being cool and everyone just wants to be a troll now. Like cool a is- A troll cool or they want to get reposts. But the memes are trolling, don't you think? I, yeah, so I think I, I so, think, I think like, right now cool is out the door and it's all about like getting, being a troll. And just everything is about being funny. 
Yeah, I guess so, but it's, it's like... Even Drake said it in this, this recent interview. He said, people are more interested in being a comedian in the comments than actually contributing their actual opinion towards something. Right, okay. And this is kind of what I was trying to get to, but the, like, what role does IG play in your life? But I don't think anyone here is, like, a fucking internet troll. But, like, if that's your mentality going... It's like, where is the room to kind of be yourself? Like, are you buying gear... Are you buying stuff based on like how to get cloud and how to get that, or do you honestly like that stuff? You well, I think mean? I think the trolling is a rebellion to the how fake Instagram got in the first like six years. Really, Instagram had like this, and and we you you and I have talked about it before about how like Instagram used to be so um, like so produced. No one's actually showing their real lives. Right, 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 and then Instagram took this turn where it's like everything kind of started becoming lo-fi and then trolling became huge. Yeah, and, and like everyone's just posting mirror selfies And meme now. content, mirror shit selfies. Posting. Yeah, shit, shit posting has like taken over like cool aesthetic posting. Like it's... Yeah. it's. I, on, on a side note, I did that fucking top nine shit and like my top four posts were all shit posts, like memes and shit. <laughs> It's so stupid. First of all, all your posts are shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hot take, hot take, hot take. <laughs> anyway. Ivan's year is done for the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I didn't sip side Sunday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, anyway, I think, here, pass me the I think, I think that's a good place to wrap up. <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap you up. Yeah, I this down. Yeah, sure. we got we are yeah. already no, at an hour and a half. We could go, we could easily go two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So thanks everyone for Palmer. tuning in. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna for a dirt. Uh thanks for everyone for tuning in. I'm Mike Sunday at Mike underscore Sunday. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Williams. Saving comments is way more important. Oh wow. Two.first.name. What's your name? John Frank. Yeah. And you? Ivan. Ivan Dot Chow, don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow, don't follow me. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.